ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Relationships Rule Show. My guest this week is Joe Perone. He is coming to us from Connecticut. And my first thing is always to say welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Janice. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's always great to to come across people and to get introduced to people by other people I have interviewed because I always know that they know me and it's a good fit. And and I felt that when I first spoke to you, you were so easy to talk to. So I want to just share a little bit about um, what you do so people can... um, uh, get get uh, grounded in who you are. You, I think, I think to to speak about you is to speak about how you went from, you know, um, run your business running you to you running your life and on your terms and became what I think you label as a time freedom coach. Correct? Yes. All right. So. Um, your bio says that you are a strategist who helps business owners reclaim their time freedom. And you believe that your business should run itself. It shouldn't run you into the ground. And I think that, I think I want to just go right there and say, tell me how your business ran you into the ground. I don't think we have the mini series podcast. Uh, <laughs> you have to have me back on for the whole story. You need a but, short version then. Yeah. The, um, so grew, grew up in this business as an employee and, you know, that started in 1998 and in 2008, the, the crisis hit, the financial crisis hit and, you know, everybody became over leveraged and, you know, you really saw who, who was, you know, what's that, that quote that you find out that everybody's swimming naked when the tide goes. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I didn't know that quote. Okay. So that, that came in, um, the business owner, our boss that we worked for, he was uh, over leveraged and had had a lot of financial issues and came to us one day, uh, 2008, 2009 and said, I'm going to have to just lay everybody off and you guys might have to go find jobs. And now we had me and my business partner who, you know, we were coworkers at the time, but like we put time, sweat, equity into this business. At some point, we knew that we had been building towards possibly buying in as partners and, you know, we said, we're going to take this business in, you know, you know, get it, get it out of whatever crisis that it's in. Little did we know that it was in really deep financial crisis. <laughs> um, so kind of started, you know, around 2008, 2009, really getting this thing out of financial crisis and just put our heads down, Janice, and moved forward. Just grind, hustle, build the business, build accounts, um, get the owner, the, the previous owner out of there, buy him out, buy the building. And, you know, this was a, a, a about, I, you know, the long story to say in 2014, that was just, it was rinse, wash, repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. You go to work, you just hustle, grind, everything else. 
And we never brought our, our heads up for air because we were, you know, we, we really had to. And most business owners would say this, you know, you have something that you are passionate about, you build it. And what most business, business owners forget to do is to kind of go back and reassess where you are and reassess if those, those things that you did before to get to that result, if you still need them or not anymore. Can I just stop you for one second? Because what what comes to mind is, okay, so you were employees and then you and your buddy decided that you're going to partner up and you're going to make this thing happen. And you bought the, the original owner out and started to build from your perspectives. Did you guys know anything about business? No, but we knew about how to treat people. We knew how to serve people. We knew how to help people. And coming from that background, of service, we were people pleasers also. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes gets muddled. Sure. And sure. So, okay. So six are- years gunning to the floor and doing what you needed to do to build that business. But that's why I wanted to stop you and ask you if you knew anything about business, because um, it's, when you don't, you might be spinning your wheels in some direction, in some areas that you didn't have to be. So therefore you're, you're working harder than not smarter. So I, I just was curious. Yeah. Let's pick so it 2014, up. 2014, spinning the wheels and doing this. And we, we had no business background. We were in, the, we were in the business. We knew that our trade in our business, we, we were automotive repair. And getting this on the right track and, and doing the things that we need to do. Well, 2014 for me was first year of marriage. I got my first son on the way. Um, we had just finished the purchase of our, our building. And August of 2014, middle of a work day, busy, busy, busy. I tell my business partner, you have to bring me to the emergency room. I don't know what's going on. I'm having a anxiety attack, panic attack, heart attack. I don't, I don't know what it is, Janice. It's yeah. just, my body's telling me no mas. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, came, came from uh, uh, that time where I, I knew that I, I needed to do something. I didn't know what it was though. And not having that business background, not having mentors, not having coaches, not having anybody in, in the business to kind of go to, so, or so I thought it was very stressful, very stressful time. I had the money, I had the income I wanted. I had the car I wanted, the house I wanted. I had life looked good on Facebook and Instagram, but inside I was not, I didn't feel successful, Janice. I just did not feel successful. Like, is this it? Is this success? Like I'm exhausted and I'm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love how your podcast is about building relationships, because that's really where where it began for me was I had to stop with the, I have to wear the S on my chest all the time. I have to do everything. I have to pull, pull every lever and push every button and be involved in every part of the business. And like I said, I, I didn't know that I had all of these resources available, but when I started learning about building relationships and how to build quality relationships in business through service, right? Yeah. Through serving others, not people pleasing, but actual serve, serving other people. 
that's when our business truly began to take off. So that's an interesting point, though. So what was that distinction for you of being a people pleaser to being a genuine, you know, building a genuine relationship that people could know, like, and trust you? What was the difference? So it came from a Jim Rohn quote. That's where I first heard it. And he said, for anything in your life to change, you have to change. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as backed up with a Zig Ziglar quote, you could have anything in life that you want, as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Right. And it sounds so simple and we all hear it and it's in every book and it's been requoted and, you know, re, re, re put out there. But it's so true. And, and to your podcast about building relationships, now I learned that, okay, for, for me to actually feel successful in this, for me to actually feel like this is going somewhere, I need to start bringing people in. Mm. It started, and it started for me with bringing in, bringing in a marketing person. Mm. Because that was, that was the late nights for me. Those were the early mornings, the what to post on Facebook. Okay, what to you know, SEO and websites and all this stuff. I didn't, that wasn't my niche. That was not where I was called to be. And that business was a marketing person. We all had to learn it because of the new, right. The new world and everything, everything was going online, but we didn't always all have to do it ourselves. So, but we had to know what it was, right. We had to learn it. And so I guess to learn it, you have to do it yourself at first until you go, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know that was a possibility. Right. Yeah. I said, well, everybody else just does it this way. And everybody else seems like they're pulling their hair out over social media and websites and all this stuff. But going back to your podcast is building relationships. I had to build a relationship with a marketing person. I had to trust them. If I'm going to give them a budget and I'm going to trust them with the keys to my business to say, okay, you're, you're the digital, you're managing the digital face of our business. Mm -hmm. They have to know me. They have to like me. They have to trust me. They have to know what our message is. And, you know, met a great marketing person, developed a wonderful relationship with her. She's still our marketing person. That says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah. And she, the first, the first day she met me, I had a $0 marketing budget. I didn't know what I, what I had to spend. And she said, you know, what's the best thing you could do right now? And this is building relationships, right? She said, why don't you come to my networking group? And I'm like, what is networking? <laughs> so Janice, I have no clue. And her name is Janice as well. It's, oh, it's, cool. Janice, I have no idea what networking is. Dude, this is, this is, you know, 2006, beginning of 2016, February, 2016. What's networking? Interesting. She didn't sell me on networking. She didn't tell me, oh, we meet every week and we have coffee and we do one-to-ones and we do all this stuff. She just said, just come, just come. Hmm. And now I'm, I walk into this I walk into this networking meeting, BNI, which is a great organization. And I meet all the local people in my area that are the, the best at what they do. Yeah. The attorneys, the, the doctors, the financial people, the real estate agents. I'm like, oh, you I recognize any of these people. I know any of these people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So 
I'm nervous. I, I, I feel so out of place. I, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, as my, my friend Nora would say, I'm a, I'm a red marble. In this. <laughs> and I, the first, I left the first meeting, just my head was swirling and spinning. And now I learned that they meet every week. They get up and they speak every week. And I knew that this was something that I was so uncomfortable with doing. And this was so outside of my comfort zone. And to speak for 45 seconds and to do a, a weekly commercial about my business horrified me, <laughs> horrified me. And I said, how am I going to do, I, I just have to do this. This is, these are successful people. I recognize every single one of these people's business and I recognize them as successful. I need to be a part of this. That's so cool. I joined, so I joined and thus the relationship building begins. They teach you, they have really good education in BNI for sure. That's how you learn it, right? You learn by doing and, and then the education pieces along the way help, right? Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say that. And I learned my automotive career. I learned that on the job. I, I, I had no automotive background other than my father being in the business, but he wasn't in the, you know, he was an auto mechanic. We, we fixed the, the, you know, after a car's been in an accident. So I, I had to learn hands-on. Mm-hmm. I learned networking. I learned relationships hands-on every week, every week, come back every week, build another relationship, talk to somebody, talk to a new person this week, set a one-to-one with a new person. That's a little outside your comfort zone. You know, the lawyers in the group, I was so scared to to set one-to-ones with them. I was so intimidated. I would come to the meetings with blue jeans and my branded sweatshirt. And I just felt, I just felt like a sore thumb. You know, I stuck out. So, um, which actually in networking is a good thing, right? That you stand out, but not you're not a sore thumb. It's just you're representing your brand, and um, and they're just people, right? And it takes a while for us to realize that, you know. So yeah, so that that's really good. And um, uh, what was I going to say? The thing about BNI that I that was my experience. I was in BNI for four years um, and I was a networker when I joined. Um, I find that BNI people are very loyal and the the real core BNI people, they're very loyal and, uh, and they, um, they will only really do business with other BNI people. At least that was my experience. And I was in a big chapter. I don't know how big your chapter was, but, um, but I think that, that it's a personal development growth piece that is what worked for you. And that's, that's brilliant because you went to the best place. BNI is, is so well-structured that that's what makes it work too, right? That they're not, you know, they have a structure every week. It, it works. And what I, what I learned about this and your, your podcast is all about relationships. It was about everything after the meeting as well. Yes. It was about the connection. It was about going to the events. It was about the after hours. It was about the, the open networking in the morning before yes. and after the meeting. And that's where I had, just like we're having a conversation today and we're building a relationship, mm-hmm. right? 
I was slowly building these relationships and realizing that I had this valuable tool. Not only would these people help me get more car repairs, Mm -hmm. but they can also help me with other pieces of my business Mm -hmm. and they can help, you know, they can mentor me or they can help me, or I could just learn just by listening in every week. What are they saying about their business? What Mm -hmm. are they saying about their industry? Mm -hmm. And active listening and paying attention and then asking questions, being humble enough to ask questions to the other members that I viewed as successful Mm -hmm. really took that grind mentality that 50, 60 hour a week going to the hospital. Like that's what it culminated into to, you know, I work maybe in the automotive businesses. I'm there maybe two to three hours a week. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of time and training on your part, right? To trust the other people that you brought in to do the things that you're backing, that you were backing away from, right? So again, comes back to relationship building. It does. Right. And as I built these relationships in my networking chapter, the... Uh, staffer in our group, he, you know, he does staffing and, and is very good at it. As you're building these relationships, people feel comfortable enough to where they, they're listening to what you're saying. They're hearing what your challenges are and they want to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's not about selling you anything. It's not about how can I get one over? It's about, no, I really care about this person and I, and I want to deepen our relationship. And I want to help this person. So our staffer comes to me one day and he says, you know, I know you, you're looking for somebody for your front office. I know that you're, you've, you've been looking for a while. I know you've gone through a few people and you, you and your partner, Mike, seem like really great people to work, work for. I see how you treat your people. <clears throat> I don't think it's a, it's you guys. And I don't necessarily think it's the people. I think you're looking for something that you you're not attracting the people that you want because you're not clear about what you want this position to be. And he goes, here's what I would, would you mind if I, you know, share this with you? And I'm like, sure. And he, and he, he coached me basically. And that was the next part of time freedom for us was now, okay, now this marketing time. So when I go home at night, I don't have to be, you know, Mr. Facebook, Mr. Instagram, you know, and try to figure this all out and waste, dozens of hours a week on doing my marketing that it's wasting my time because it's not working. I have no way to quantify if it's working. Marketing person sets this up. I have a salesperson now. We're investing. We're investing in our company. The ROI on this is, you know, out of this world. You wouldn't believe the ROI we have from our marketing person. Now this other person built another relationship. Now he, he says, Hey, can I, you know, I've, we, we, I've come to your house. I've sat around the fire. We've, we've done networking events together. Can I kind of buddy to buddy tell you what I'm seeing going on and, and just right. sure. And he said, you, you need like a, a director of operations. That's, that's exactly what you need. What you're talking about and what you're trying to offload is this is what you need. And he said, I actually have the perfect person for you if you want to interview. And the gentleman Still works for us this day. Does a great job. He's grown through the company, but it was a stretch for us at the time. It was more money than we wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. We had a limited mindset. 
Yeah. And we had a, a different image in our mind of who we wanted in that seat. Mm-hmm. But through relate through this building of relationships and this mutual understanding, this person, you know, this person said to us, no, this is what you're looking for. Yeah. He's a professional in his and he area. Could see what you couldn't. Yeah. yeah. But I was open, I was receptive to yeah. this. I was humble enough to listen and pay attention and actually follow through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's really cool, actually, because you didn't rush, you may have done some trial and error things, but you, you were always open and learning. And the thing you just said, actually, you said um, that you were, you were humble in, um, you know, listening to what other people had to say within your, say, your BNI group. But, but it's, it's not just the humility, it's the curiosity. That's my favorite word, but the curiosity piece, right? Because as you're, um, you were like a sponge. That's what I'm seeing. That, or that's what I'm hearing is that you're, you were like a sponge. And so um, you were, you know what they say when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? And you were so ready that these things were coming to you and you were curious enough to be asking the right questions, to be listening to these people. And so your journey had begun and it, and it began because of, um, of, the breaking point that you uh, reached. And fortunately you were okay. You came out of it. Okay. And now you're right. Touch wood. Everything's good. Um, but it, it helped um, step your business up to the next level at the same time. So, um, so you have created um, time freedom in your primary business and that allowed you to do other things and to help other people along the way so that you now are teaching other people time freedom through coaching, correct? Yes. Right. So um, what do you see in the people that come to you that want help? What do you see as the primary um, challenge that they have? Is it always similar or, you know? You know, it's, it's time. It's that, it's that mystery word of time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to go to that doctor's appointment. I have time to, you know, run my kids around to all these different sporting events or activities. I don't have time to cook a meal. I don't have time. So what's the, what's the result? I know what my result was in 14, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I do not want to ever go back to that result because I created that result. Their result is overweight, stressed out, time with their families. Uh, you know, I've seen people on verge of divorce. I've seen people post-divorce. I've seen mm-hmm. people, you know, in, in so many different areas where the common thing is that it's time, is that we use that excuse that we don't have the time. And what we're really saying is I'm not, I'm not clear on what I want So I'll just busy myself with all these other things. I'll look busy. Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode where George is just running around frantically and they're like, he's just so busy. Like he looks so productive, (laughs) but we're, we, we use busy as this mask because if I see Janice is busy and I don't know any better, I'll say, you know what, Janice is busy. She's successful. And it, it just looks good. And nobody asks any questions. Right. Right. And you could blame it on busy or you could blame it on, I don't have time or you, but you, it, that limits you from setting boundaries. You know, I can't, I can't go to that, that thing tonight because I'm just too busy. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just say you didn't want to go? 
Yeah, exactly. It doesn't line up with your values. Yeah. Well, you're forced, to, you're forced to live inside of these boundaries that you create, and you're never allowed to see these other opportunities that building relationships, if you're taking time, right? If you're taking time to build those relationships clear on purpose relationships, right? Yeah. Not yeah. just, well, I'm just going to go hang out with a buddy because that's what I was doing. I would just go just do something just to do it, just to fill a space in the calendar. Well, here's the thing. Now you came from an employee to a business owner role that, and now entrepreneurial, you probably have several businesses that you're juggling as well as the things that you do, the time that you spend with your, well, you're more open to things, right? There's more time to do other things. And so it might be business related. It might not be, but the people, uh, so one of my things that I, that I see happening and, and I, I recognize that busyness piece that you're talking about for sure. Um, but the other, and the other thing is those people that call themselves and, and it's an overused word in my estimation, but that call themselves entrepreneurs, um, there's the busyness factor. There's also the, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like that internal thing that says, well, I, I, I'm always working. I need to be always working. So in other words, there's a fear, I think. I think it's a fear that if you're not always working, that you're not creating the income. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's like, yeah. yeah. And so it is that from, um, from or, or it's also the um, the squirrel syndrome, right? Where with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, it's just there's so much curiosity that it it overtakes other things, and you can't focus on anything. So those kinds of things get in the way of saying, wait a second. If I create more time, freedom. I can create more time freedom to spend doing X, Y, or Z if I just do what, you know? So, so how do you get that person with the rabbit, the, the squirrel syndrome with the busyness to focus, to come to that? So we get first thing that we do, and this is in the five keys to time freedom. We'll offer it to anyone that would like it because mm -hmm. my goal is to create 10 million hours of freedom for business owners and, and entrepreneurs and families and dads and moms. I'm a, I'm a parent. So I love yes. the time with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, that's a window that closes every day. And I believe that most, you know, the most important and most valuable time I have is with my family. Absolutely. And what, what I do is I work on getting them to slow down. Right. We're so busy and we're going so fast that we don't even realize how fast life is going by. You know, five years can go by in a blink. Ten years can go by in a blink. I'll tell you, as you get older, you notice it more. You're like, wow, slow down, slow down. The time is going too fast. You really do. I mean, I'm that much older than you that I can say that. But it's scary how fast it goes when you get it older. Is. It is. And as we get, we get them to slow down and it's getting clear now. Okay. So if I'm slowing down, I want to stay, I want to stay active. I want to stay doing, I want to stay in action. I want to do something. Okay. 
What is it that you want to do? Let's get clear on what it is that you want to do. Um, there, there are so many people out there that are just doing something because they just did it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, that story of the ham, you know? The, yes, yes, yes. I love that story. With you the, know, the, the ham? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. cut the and, and for those who haven't heard yeah, it, please. you know, the, the, the wife cut the end of the ham off and the husband goes, why do you, why do you, why do you cut the end of the ham off? Well, my mom cut the end of the ham off and she called her up and said, why do you cut, why do you cut the end of the ham off? And she says, well, that's what my mother did. And she called her up and she says, why do you do that? She goes, because my pan wasn't big. Enough. Yeah, I know. These things on, on repeat. And I, and I love, um, James Clear, his book, Atomic Habits, Reading that, probably right on your desk, right? It's actually on the couch over there. <laughs> and when we, when we remind ourselves of why we're doing things, okay, what, what did I, why did I start this habit in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And getting clear on what it is I want to focus on now. We can't do anything to change yesterday. Yesterday, last year, 10 years ago, it's gone. Can't do anything about it. We're going to waste energy if we try to change what happened yesterday. What we can't focus on is everything going forward. So what I like to do is say, okay, what do we value? What what does the client value? What does the person in front of me, what do they value right now? What's the most important thing to them? Mm -hmm. And I've never heard anybody say, and all the time doing this, whether it was mentoring or coaching or group workshops, whatever, I've never had somebody say, because I just want to make a lot of money. No, that's what I value. I value money and I value stuff. They always say I value my friends, my family, the people that are important to me, the causes that I want to support. And that's truly what people want. And we get lost. We get lost in that busyness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do forget why, you know, when that first day of your business, you're so excited that you were a business owner. I'm finally going to do this on my own. And I got the gumption and I got the grit and the determination. I filed all my filings. I hired my accountant. I got, you know, some clients and you were so excited about that when you first started. Right. But then the busyness comes in and this comes in and that life thing comes in and that comes in and that comes in. And it just piles onto the joy of what that was that we wanted to create. Right. I help people get back to that original clarity. Why did you start? Why did you get into it? What was so good about this business that you grabbed a bottle of champagne or you went out and celebrated your first day in business? What was so exciting about that? And I know because I had to do that myself. What was so important about being in the automotive business and you, you finally own the business, you have swept floors 10 years ago, and now you finally own the thing. And it was about, we knew we could serve people better than anybody. We knew that no matter how much, you know, how bigger another shop was or where we came from, we knew that we could serve people the best. And that was our, the, the best thing that we had ever did was going back to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So I help other people do that. And, it, and it's amazing when you get crystal clear on that, how many things fall off and okay, well, if this was my routine and this was the thing that I did, now that it doesn't serve me anymore, do I still need to do it? Mm-hmm. And you start shedding the stuff that you, it's just this baggage of your life and your business that you just don't need anymore. Maybe you need it at one time, right? But you don't need it anymore. 
So I'm curious, did your partner, is he still your partner? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like my brother. Yeah, I love him. And, okay, so uh, did he grow the same as you or? We grew together. We, we realized yeah. this okay. stuff together. We have a great relationship. We communicate and we would, you know, we would experiment with these, this advice together. We would go into the meetings together. We, everything was done together and on purpose. And when we learn, both of us are dads, we both have two kids um, and we value family. We value, you know, the Sunday dinners. We value not waking up on a Monday morning, being stressed out or not, you know, three o'clock on Sunday afternoon is like usually the most stressful time for a business. I remember that. Yeah. You know, and and we, we vowed that we, we wouldn't have a type of business that would do that to us. Yeah, that's so important. So I mentioned curiosity twice because it's my most favorite word. So I want to just sort of um, wind down by asking you a two-part question. I like to ask most of my guests this question. The first part is, um, do you think that curiosity is innate or learned? That's part one. And part two is, what are you most curious about today? Mm. Yeah. Two great questions. I would say innate, and I can only say that from personal experience. I was a curious kid. I'm a curious adult. Mm -hmm. I am extremely curious. One of my you you asked me about books uh, Mm -hmm. in the the Mm -hmm. questions. Um, A Curious Mind by Brian Glazer. I love that book. I love that Um, book. Phenomenal book and his story about curiosity for anybody that doesn't hasn't read it. Definitely a good one to pick up. and the thing that I'm curious about right now is um, just what's out there. I, I love learning about people. I love hearing people's stories. I love mm-hmm. um, being curious about my own beliefs. And just like the, you know, just like the story of the ham. Well, why did I believe that? What, what about that belief served me? And I, and I get deep and curious about my beliefs yeah. because that's the way that we evolve. I believe that's the way that we grow and we can help others grow because the same, you know, I was in traffic just a little while ago before this interview. And I used to be the guy that would beep the horn in traffic. I was that guy. And now it turns me off so much. And I, and I use that. I can use just traffic to learn how much I've grown because I got curious about, well, do I need to be, what is, what is that? How does that help me? And my blood pressure goes up. It yeah. gives me anxiety. It just ruins the other person's day. Can I just send them a blessing and say, you know what? I hope you have a better day. And now that turns me off so much. Yeah. So just things like that, getting curious about why, why we, you know, why we do these little things that we do every day that could lead to bigger mm-hmm you know, hairier and scarier problems. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, I, nobody's ever mentioned that book to me, by the way, I always share that book with people. Um, a curious mind. He has another book that I have, but I haven't read something about face to face. I think it's called, but his first book, Brian Grazer, if you know, if you don't know who he is, he's a movie producer and a television producer and, um, he's partner in imagine entertainment with um, Ron Howard and they've done amazing things. But yes, he started out 
from his grandmother teaching him to be curious, right? It's it's a great, then he interviewed people and he interviewed people as a young adult. And it, it's a fun, it's a fun book, but I love this first story in there about um, uh, when he went to the movie studio and he was like a gopher in the studio. And I don't know if you remember, but he learned from, you know, he was, he had, and, and he would, I don't know if you know this word, but he had chutzpah. And chutzpah, right? It's nerve. He had nerve to do the things that he did. So anyway, I digress because I love that book. Um, so just to wrap up, um, Joe, would you? What's the one thing that you would like to leave with my listeners today to walk away with? And I know that you have a free gift, which you mentioned earlier, but I will put it in the show notes if you want to just talk about those two things. That'd be awesome. Well, the one thing I want to leave, and it just wraps up, kind of gift wraps our, our conversation is, you know, the imagination, the curiosity, what's possible, what could be possible with your, your business life, your personal life, what could be possible? And we don't have to accept, sit there and, today and accept what is. We can look at what is and say, okay, can I create from this? What possibilities are right in front of me? When we are slowed down and we are clear, those possibilities start pulling in to our lives and we attract those new possibilities because we're not so wrapped up and busy. So that's what I would like to leave. And the five keys to time freedom is a free resource. It's designed for people that don't have the time. It's quick. You can go through it easy. There's actionable things that don't cost anything for you to do. You could start immediately after you open the PDF and go through it. And I guarantee you, you will save time if you take action. Awesome. I'm looking forward to actually going through it myself because I haven't and, uh, you know, full disclosure, but I have it now. And it looks like there's enough detail in there to be very useful for people. And it's a good introduction to you and how you help people. And Please, if you like what you heard from Joe today, um, please let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And I will also put in the show notes um, how you can get Joe's um, free gift, Five Keys to Time Freedom, and how you can get hold of him on his website. So thank you again, Joe, for your time and for your wonderful, valuable information. I think anybody in business or someone or or anyone thinking of going into business for themselves um, needs to talk to you and listen to what you have to say, because you've been there, done that, and are doing a good job of enjoying your life now. So thank you again. And remember to my audience to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.